Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new podcast. I have two Yankee fans talking. This is Keith Gallagher, and we're adding some more content to the Three Brothers Talking About Media Empire. Uh, yes, uh, we're we're branching out. We're adding content. People are there's an overwhelming demand to hear more of our opinions. So this one will be a little different, though. Matt and Kevin won't be on all the time. Uh, they, if you've listened to our latest podcast, you'll hear their thoughts on on that. But they will be joining from time to time to give us some pointers, I'm sure, and things that we've done wrong uh, without them being on. But anyway, I'm going to be joined by Bill Pooley, who's a gigantic Yankee fan, very funny guy, and a very good friend. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. So let me bring on Bill. Okay, well, here we are, and I'm excited about this. You know, as I said, let me bring on Bill Pooley. Bill, great to have you. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate you uh, inviting me to do this podcast with you. It should be fun. Well, you've been begging me for so long that you want to tell everybody about how much you know about the Yankees, and finally you wore me down. Yeah, I, I know. Well, that's what you want the people on the air to think, but, you know, I've been trying to stay away from you for years. <laughs> that, um, for those people out there, that's absolutely not true. Bill, I mean, he always worships the ground I walk on, to be honest with you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> always, always been jealous of you, Keith. Yeah, yeah, day one. <laughs> um, anyway, Bill and I actually are very, very good friends and been friends for forever. Uh, Bill was there the night I met my my wife, Jill. God bless. And yeah, uh, <laughs> God bless Jill. <laughs> yep. And uh, th- that story is a, a story for another day, but it is a funny one. We'll come back to that. But anyway, so Bill. The Yankees. Why the Yankees? What? Why is this a thing in your life? Well, I was I was born in 1954 in Nershelle, New York, and at the age of five, my grandfather gave me a Yankee jacket, um, satin Yankee jacket, which I still have. I can't wear it anymore, but it's in it's <laughs> it's in my attic, and I've been a Yankee fan as early as I can remember, probably. Since the early 60s, the Mantle days, and then graduating to Mercer and Mattingly, and I've just been a Yankee fanatic ever since. And it's one of the things I like you. There aren't many, but uh, I do like this about that about you, uh, that you're a Yankee fan. Right. And um, who, what was the first game you ever went to? Can you remember? Oh, boy. I, I really don't. I actually... In the 60s, I was living in Sarasota, Florida, which was the spring training uh, facility at the time for the Chicago White Sox. So whenever the Yankees came in, I would go watch the Yankees spring training and got a lot of autographs, not so much from Yankee players, but from old, uh, I remember getting Al Kaline's autograph, uh, Norm Cash, Dave DeBusschere when he was a pitcher for the <laughs> For the White Sox, so uh, wow. yeah, so it goes way back. And we named uh, I named uh, my son Matt after Don Mattingly. It's uh, my favorite all-time Yankee, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, he was a great one. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh and matt matt's done a great job of of being you know that type of person <laughs> well i appreciate that he is a good guy he definitely is so um yep for me i go back to my grandfather it was my grandfather as, as well who was a yankee fan and he sort of i just followed him around like a little puppy dog and i uh i became a yankee fan as well i would the first game i do actually remember the first game i went to was uh 1966 bobby richardson day wow uh, my father at the time worked for CBS and the, they owned the Yankees at the time. So we had seats probably 10 rows right behind home plate. Uh, it was pretty awesome. But, um, the first moment you walk in the Yankee stadium, I'll never forget it. It, it almost changes your life. Everything is so green and so big. Uh, it's like work walking into, uh, Oz, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, it's some experience. Yeah, the old Yankee Stadium was great, walking through the tunnels, and then all of a sudden the, the field just opened up in front of you. A little, little bit more personal than the new Yankee Stadium, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of the new Yankee Stadium. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So that, that's a little bit about our background, and, and, and I don't know whether you give us our, uh, you know, our bona fides or whatever is whether or not we can talk to the Yankees. We think we can, and that's really all that matters because we control the microphone. That's right. That's right. So a few people at the, you know, at some point want to respond to this and give us whatever, uh, well, half-ass kind of comments that you have on this. Go, go ahead, back yourselves out. We're looking yeah. forward to it. And just remember that they're wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless they agree with us. Well, agree with me. <laughs> Unless they agree with me. <laughs> so... Uh, today, what we thought we'd do, just to start out, and we'll be going, talking about the Yankees, but we'll be talking about the Yankees, and we'll be talking about our lives, and we'll be talking about whatever we want to talk about in this podcast. Um, my brothers, by the way, who are very happy to have the Lord Lord, uh, comment a little bit on uh, on this podcast, on our latest podcast that just got released today, actually. Um, that today is uh, we're, we're we're recording this on a Wednesday, and um, yeah, they're they're they were a little jealous, Bill, about you coming on board and you know taking away some of their thunder, but they'll get used to it. <laughs> the, the thing <laughs> is, uh, for the brothers, um, you should know that when Keith asked me to go on this podcast, I said sure, but what about your brothers? And he says I'm really sick and tired of doing podcasts with them. <laughs> Well, that's why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> now, Kevin and Matt, you know that's only partially true. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, what, so that'll be our podcast going forward. But today, we want to talk about our all-time Yankee teams. We're going to do a little draft. Um, Bill's going to pick his people, and if they agree with me, then, you know, that he's right, and if they don't, he's wrong. But... Um, the we're going to do a little draft and you know go back and forth position by position and um i mean it's easy right and we're going to go from 61 on so if you were doing 61 on you'd pick like what bill mantle jeter whitey ford sure you know sure why not mariano reggie uh ricky henderson dave winfield randy johnson 
not paying you. There's a bunch of Yankees. It's easy, right? To pick right. a time team. So what if we got rid of all the Hall of Famers and said they couldn't be on these teams? That'd be tougher, right? Absolutely. So that's what we did. You know, uh, this is the all-time since 1961 Yankee team, excu- excluding Hall of Famers, and a couple other parameters that we put in place on this is they had to be with the Yankees for at least four years. Uh, the position that they're chosen in, they had to play at least 50, over 50% of their games in that position. And we chose, at least I did, based on their productivity as a Yankee. I so, did the uh, same. Okay. Because um, in some cases, obviously, some of these guys played for other teams as well. So that's that's kind of what we've got. And um, anything else you want to add about that? No, I think some of them were kind of easy picking the top one, and, and some were difficult uh, doing the top two because they were close. Some, some of the positions are very strong. Some are ra- rather weak. Yeah. You know, when you take out a Jeter from the mix, you know, who do you have left at short? Exactly. Time? So it'll be fun. That, that's a great point. And it, what was fun about this too was kind of looking at some of the old names and remembering, oh, I remember that guy. And you know what? He was either way worse than I thought he was, or he was actually better than I thought he was. Um, but it was fun to kind of go through the numbers. So, yeah, you know, because this is your first time on our podcast and uh, I'm the host and I'm going to let you go first. So your choice. Okay. Bill. So I can pick any position, correct? That's right. All right. So I'm going to pick... I'm not going to do a layup. I'm going to pick a, a tough position. So I am going to pick shortstop. Okay. Since 1961. Mm-hmm. So my number one shortstop played for the Yankees for only five years. And that would be Didi DeGorius. So, um, you know, I had, he played five years for the Yanks. 269 batting average. On base was a little bit low, 313, but uh, he had an OPS plus of 102. And I think um, he would be my number one in a close match. And I won't say who my number two pick would be, but, um, you know, I'll let, let that, I'll leave that to you. Yeah, I would agree. Short, shortstop is, is, is the, um, well, it's the weak point of this. And, you know, when you have, well, one of the greatest shortstops ever played a position for, what, 20, 20 years, 20 plus years. Um, yeah. It doesn't leave a lot of time to, to bring other people in. Um, but there was a revolving door of shortstops for a very long time with the Yankees, and, and none of them were really that good. Right. So I, I, I'm actually going to agree with Didi as the number one pick here. Um, I There's a few things. He was he was fairly consistent when he was with the Yankees, you know, you hit a bunch of home runs, you know, three years in a row. I think he had 20 or more. Um, he, he was a good player. He's a very good player. And uh, especially after coming in after a legend, there was a big burden on his back and he pretty much, I think his first couple of weeks, he struggled a little bit, but after he the did. first month, he, he kind of settled in and then was a very good player. Uh, 
this, the next, I mean, maybe there's somebody you thought of that I didn't think of as far as it being close. I didn't necessarily think it was that close behind Didi. The other two guys I looked at were Bucky Dent and Tony Kubek. Right. Um, yeah. And Tony Kubek, uh, you, you know, is famous because he was a great sports announcer, but he wasn't in t- by today's standards, a great offensive baseball player by any stretch of the imagination. No, you he, know? yeah, he, uh, even defensively, Didi was better. If you go by defensive war, uh, Didi yep. was, was better. Tony Kubek. I mean, Tony played for nine years. Um, his on-base percentage was 303. He played for, for some really good Yankee teams. Uh, he did. But his OPS plus was 85. So he was he was below average. And Bucky Dent, which would be my third, was OPS yeah. plus was a 72 while he was with the Yanks. And Didi was a little bit over 100. So right. that's why I went with Didi. I didn't think there was a lot of great choices. I think Didi was solid. Uh, but he was only here for five years, and uh, he f- had to follow Jeter, which couldn't have been easy. Yeah, I would, I totally agree. And, and in this case, of the two, Bucky or Tony Kubek, I, I'm going to take Bucky Dent. I, I, I mean, I think it's more of a less of a, uh, a toss up. Is that uh, because you watched him in the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader movie? Yeah, uh, it's in the poster I had. Yeah. <laughs> Bucky Dent is famous for two things. He was good looking. And he hit a home run against the Red Sox. Off of Mike Therese. Thank you very much. Yes. Bucky. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bucky so, F and Dent. That's right. That's right. I was I was on a football practice field in beautiful Van Cortland Park at Manhattan College when Bucky hit that home run. Were you? And, and our football coach was our assistant coach, which tells you a lot about how important football was at Manhattan College, was listening to the game on a transistor radio. So uh <laughs> <laughs> you guys go ahead. I'm gonna listen to the game. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a big moment. It was. It was exciting. So shortstop, you have Didi. Yes. Yep. And I got Bucky. And it could have gone either way. And, yeah. and you used OPS plus. I was going back and forth on using OPS plus or just OPS. Um I kind of I like the OPS plus because it, it it's better at, at at showing where they are in comparison to the rest of the league. I probably should have used that. Um, but even but OPS, I, Kubek was higher. Yeah, than Bucky. Yeah, yeah, by yeah, fifty a bit. points. Six, I mean, they both. Yeah, they both. Yeah, they both kind of suck. You know. Yeah, and if you I, go by by WAR, I mean, yeah. you have to. It's it's about the same, you know. Uh, yeah, Kubek was nine years and Dent was six. So there, they had an offensive, right? huh? Yep. That was a 12.5. Yeah. For six years. And Kubek was 18, four for nine. So just a, a little bit over two, two per year for each one of them. Well, see, I did this a little differently than you did. Cause I took his war only on 61 to 65 did, or when he retired. I did 60. Oh, okay. Okay. So. All right. All right. So um, that was a good one. Yeah. All right. Next one. So this is another one. Um, I think where I, it's, that one actually is the only one that's really where the the guys aren't great. But this is the second. I think where they're the second least strong 
is in left field. Okay. Um, and I, this is a little tough for me because I'm, I'm somewhat, my choice is somewhat biased just simply by a really like for this guy because he's, he's a good guy. And he's also my brother Kevin's maybe favorite Yankee ever. Um, so I'm going to take Roy White. Okay. You know, um, played with the Yanks for 15 years. You know, his average war is about a 3.6 uh, with a total war of 46.8. OPS of, what was it, uh, 764, which yeah. right now doesn't sound great. But back then... Uh, on base percentage wasn't as big a deal and you know hitting home runs in the old yankee stadium was different than hitting home runs in the new yankee stadium yeah so he played on some bad teams too he did because you know you went 65 to what 72 or 73 where they were miserable they started to get better then yeah um and i was happy that he was able to you know be a very big contributor to their championship teams uh a couple times he was an all-star a couple times Scored over a hundred runs, and uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit biased just simply because I, I've always had a soft spot for him. Yeah, he was he was a good player. Uh, like I said, with some really bad teams, I I didn't go with him though. I went with uh, Hideki Matsui. Yep. So, you know, he played for seven years. Had uh, he was MVP of a World Series. Two-time All-Star. Um, he came in second to Rookie of the Year vote when he was 29 years old because, you know, obviously he came from Japan. And his lifetime average was 292. On-base percentage was high, 370. Slugging, 482. And an OPS of 852. Hit 140 home runs, so he averaged 20 home runs a year. Played most of his career in left field. He did play mm -hmm. uh, some DH later, and he had an OPS plus of 118. And I just think he was a big-time player. Loved to, to watch him play, and he he was pretty much a clutch player. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. Bless you. Thank you. I, he, wa he was, and I, I think if it had been any other, anybody else except for Roy White, I would have picked, picked Matt. So he was probably a better player. I, I It's it's one of those times when I just couldn't help myself. Yeah. Um, though, though Roy White's war was higher. Yeah, but it was over 15 years. Well, on an average basis, even. It was higher. Oh, was it? What was that, Tadeki's? Uh, well, his war, I have, is 21.2 over his seven years. Right. So, yeah, a little over three a year. What was yeah. uh, White's? White's was 46.8 over 15, and that's over three. So three point six. It was a little higher. A little higher, you know, and yeah. probably probably defensively would be the reason. I, yeah, I don't have the defensive war in front of me, but so it, it it's not quite as as big a difference as you might think because of I mean the war being part of it, right? And the defensive aspect. All right, so too. so so far you're only wrong on one. Thank you. That's good. Roy White, because who liked them when they were young? Kevin. Kevin. So you picked him because Kevin liked Roy White when he was young. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. All and right. I, I see picked what Bucky. we're dealing with here. <laughs> I picked Bucky Dead because of, you know, the poster. And, 
so I got I got some issues. And you also you got to throw in a close third is Ricky Henderson. You no, know, he's in the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's right. Can't have him. Cross him out. Yeah, right. He would still be my number three when he was with the Yanks. Brett Gardner was my third. Yeah. Um, you know, just because it things got a little bit. There wasn't anyone else really. Lou Pinella, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah. Gardner was my third. And Gardner was not. I mean, not bad. Three point one six average WAR over his life of his uh, career. Scored over ninety four times. Um, yeah. You know, he had gold glove, all star. Uh, yeah. Nice lifetime team. OPS 740. So, yeah. It's probably a little above average. Yeah, it is. And you, you, know? you liked him because of his rocket arm, right? That's right. <laughs> nine. <laughs> it would be uh, hit, the, hit the ground nine times before he got to second base. <laughs> Throwing darts. He could run But faster. he would throw people out, unusual about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? Where do you want to go now? Um, let's go second base. Okay. All right. So this one's a little more interesting, I think, because I, I don't think it's yeah. clear. You don't? No, not really. Uh, so I I went with Robinson Cano. Yeah. So nine years with the Yankees, um, the war was 44.4, defensive war was 43, 200 home runs, on base percentage of 355, slugging 504, OPS 860, OPS plus 126. Um, and let's see what else he was in MVP top 10 four times with the Yanks. All-Star five times, Gold Glove twice, Silver Slugger five times, uh, Rookie of the Year, he came in second. So pretty easy guy to dislike because of the style he played, I think. But I yeah. think when he was played with the Yankees, he was, he was pretty dynamic. Um, so that would be my first choice. He definitely was. He was, from a talent perspective, just – Amazing. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. I would yeah. think. Yeah, he I definitely think. should make the Hall of Fame. And and he was a great player. But you know, you talk a, a little bit about some of the negatives that he brought to it. I, I when someone doesn't run the first base, it drives me crazy. Oh, now, that's same an old here. guy talking. You know. No, I, I feel the same way. Um but he was so talented, no question he was a great player. Uh I I probably would have gone uh, – yes, I would have picked Robbie Cano. But I, I will choose Willie Randolph. Yeah. Um, and uh, Willie, Willie was, was very good. He was he a five-time was. All-Star. Um, his average war was 4.16. Robbie's was 4.93. So, you know, there, there's almost a point there. That's a lot. But it's still uh, almost a win, I should say. But uh, Willie was good. Um, you know, his – what was it? Um, a batting average two seventy five. I don't know if his OPS in front of me because he, you know, he wasn't a big slugger or anything. But he was a glue that, guy. He was seven thirty one, so okay. one hundred thirty points lower than Cano. Um, yeah. But his OPS was one OPS plus was one hundred five. So yeah, better uh, than that's average. Over, 
that's over the over 13 years also and he had a very good defensive war at 44.5 so and yeah i mean he was a great player i loved willie randolph and willie randolph was was old school you know he, he never took a play off um he kind of played the game like i would say brett gardner played the game you know hard every single play so i yeah. I, I like willie a lot uh me too he's he's one of my favorite yankees but i would have chosen robbie as well uh of the two all right and the next well there's, there's three there's there's three others that are you know torres the the verdict is still out, even if he's going Play to be a Yankee. Yeah, oh, man. I, I know, Thank- but he's had some good years. I wouldn't put him in the top two. And then you had uh, Soriano, which he was a good player for seven years with the Yanks. And, um, hit he a played second up. base for, like, he was on the Yankees for seven years. A couple of years he didn't do much. Right. Um, you know, I, I I looked at his numbers and and it, I have real trouble like being a Soriano, yeah, supporter. Because I, but I, I agree. I did look at him, and I think you're right in, in including him that in the top five. He's definitely there. Yeah, and then the the one that I was originally thinking before I did any research was Bobby Richardson because mm-hmm. I thought he was a really solid player, but his offensive numbers. Um, you know, he had an OPS plus of 77. And, you know, you thinking back is his lifetime war was 8.1. And he played, I think he played, I don't know, maybe 10 years. Oh, yeah. I think at least that. Well, yeah. he was fairly young when he retired. He was about 30. Yeah. He, he went into politics, right? Uh, no, he was, well, maybe briefly. But then he became the baseball coach at the University of South Carolina. Oh, did he? Yeah. Where he was, he coached for many, many years there. Wow. And uh, I mean, really, his claim to fame is what? He's the only MVP from a losing team in a World Series? Against the Pirates. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, the 60 World Series where the Yankees outscored the Pirates by about 100 runs. And I still know. Lost. I know. And Mazeroski made the Hall of Fame because of that. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. At, Not uh, a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> that, you know, that's a discussion for another day. I don't so. even think he thinks he should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> His <laughs> wife doesn't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Maybe he could get in for free to go, like, walk around. But other than that, no, I don't think so either. Nope. Okay. Um, this goes against every single Yankee loyalty in my body. But I'm going to go to third base. Okay. And A-Rod. Um, I, just can't argue about it. You know, it's one of the greatest players who ever played the game. Uh, I don't like anything about him, but his numbers speak. He's, you know, he's a Yankee. He was two-time MVP, right? 100-plus RBI seven times. 30-plus home runs seven times. A war of 54. Average war of four and a half. Uh during his time with the Yankees and that um, yeah, was toward, you know, as his career started to wind down and OPS of 900, uh, the, you know, he was just a, simply a great player. The biggest shame is his ego. Um, he didn't need to take steroids, clearly. He was right. a great player without them. Uh, the nonsense with Jeter is frustrating. 
but when it comes right down to it, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a, you know he, maybe a top twenty player in the history of baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no argument there. He by far, I would say, a distant second would have been Nettles, mm-hmm. who played you know eleven years for the Yanks. He, um, you know, really good defensive player. Two two hundred fifty home runs with the Yanks and. Uh, OPS plus of 114. Um, he was just a solid player and had some really good uh, moments in the World Series. Um, he was a tough guy. I like Nettles. Yeah, I did too. Uh, he, I bet he was a pain in the ass to the other teams. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think so. He's probably <laughs> a pain in the ass to his own team. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was not a big Reggie Jackson fan. No, I, I wouldn't think he was. Um, and I, I'm sure, you know, I, I have a memory of him when Brett got called out for using the bat with too much tar on it. Yeah. It, it was Nettles who, I know. Who, who who brought it, you know, went to the umpire. You could see him clapping his hands like a little kid. Yeah. Uh, and Brett must have hated I bet everybody hated Greg Dells if you didn't play on his team. Yeah, yeah. He was a good one. And then uh, the only other one that I even considered distant third would, would have been Cleet Boyer. Yeah. Um, he was a fantastic defensive player. I remember watching him as a kid, and I looked up his stats. He only had one gold glove, although he was a premier defensive third baseman, and that was because yeah. Brooks Robinson <laughs> had 16 gold gloves in a row during the time that uh, – Cleet Boyer played, so I'm, I'm well, sorry. Uh, Boyer had no gold gloves. I thought he had, oh, he had it in the National League. Cleet okay, Boyer got one in the National League when he played for the Braves. As as soon as he got away from uh, Brooks Robinson, well, that impacted Nettles too. Yeah, yeah, you know, because Nettles was was just probably as good as Boyer at you know defensively. He was a great defensive player. He he was some of the things he did in the World Series. I think it was the '77 World Series. Uh, I'd never seen anyone do before. He was, except for Brooks Robinson. Right. Brooks uh, Robinson. He, you know, he was uh, all over the field and, and changed the game in, yep. in many cases because he was taking hits away from people, double and doubles away from people oh, yeah. down the line. So, yeah, he was, uh, he was the epitome of the, the Bronx Zoo. He was also kind of, there, there's a couple guys that I think of that were keystones of like the Yankee turnaround in the early seventies and, and it's him and Chambliss that yeah. came to the Yankees and, and sort of changed the culture and changed the way that they went around about their business. Yeah. Chambliss was a good first baseman. And he was a tough guy. Plus he hit, hit the big home run right against, who's that Royals? Yep. Yeah. Mark Littell. I yeah. got that game. Were you? Yep. Um, and he barely and he, made it to home plate. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that was a good uh, one. All right, you're up. All right, let's go right field. Okay. All right, so I am going to pick someone that's been with the Yankees for seven years, mm. has one MVP, came in second another time, uh, was a top ten four times. He was rookie of the year and his three silver sluggers. So who am I talking about? Uh, it's Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge would be my number one. And I think there's some good players 
and right field. But, you know, seven years, averaging over three, 30 home runs a year, batting average 284, on base 394, slugging 583, OPS 977, and an OPS plus of 163. And that, that is crazy, isn't it? 37 more in seven years. I mean, I, I know a lot of it. A lot of the stats were built up because of the year he had this year. But I, I just love Aaron Judge. He's he's by far my favorite Yankee player. I think the way he behaves and the way he carries himself is is just awesome. And he's a super talented outfielder that probably doesn't get enough credit for his defense. But, you know, he's... He's the the type of guy you want, uh, you know, your daughter to marry, or you know, you want your son to be like. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got it all, and he he plays the game the right way. There's no bad flipping. Not uh, not that I, that really bothers me that much anymore. It used to. It doesn't really, but he just shows respect for the game. He shows respect for his opponents, except for the Astros when they don't deserve it. So, right. right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he has that competitive edge too, which I love. Um, yeah. I agree with everything you say about Aaron judge, you know, and it's, I did the average war for him and it's 5.28, which is nobody else on, on my list anyway. Right. Is, is above uh, like, I think a rods was the highest at 4.67 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's a truly special player. And and he also taken into consideration the COVID year. Um, when, right. Right. You know, his war would be probably over 40. Sure. Already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. who would your number two be out of that group? Yeah. It's O'Neill. Uh huh. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of looked at a few different people. Um, but I mean, you have Roger Maris, obviously. Yeah, and he just, other than the two great, great years, and his six since we weren't looking at sixty anyway, it didn't count. Um, he was a good player, not, not a great player, um, but Paul O'Neill was a, a very good player. He's not a Hall of Famer. Nine years playing for the Yanks, uh, is on base percentage of three seventy seven, which was. Higher than I expected, actually. Batting average of 303. OPS, I don't do OPS plus, but 869, which is very, very strong. Right. Um, you know, 185 home runs, 80, 858 RBI. Six times he was over 300. He had the batting title in 1994. Uh, you know, every time I think about 1994, I get upset because the Yankees would have won a World Series that year. Um, the strike. That's right. And, you know, he was so consistent, seven times, 20 more home runs, six times, 90-plus RBIs. And, of course, he was a lunatic. Uh, yeah. You know, not the greatest defensive outfielder, which has had an impact on his war. Not bad, but not great. And um, just a, you know, mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's, you know, you hear him hear the term warrior, which when you're talking about a, an athlete, I, I'm not sure I'm crazy about the term. But he certainly yeah. was somebody who would go out there and, and, and you know, uh, work as hard as he could to get a win. Yeah. So I think it's close between him and Maris. And, and I did take 1960 into consideration. So uh, Maris in seven years had a war of 
26.3, O'Neill in nine years, 26.7. OPS plus, Maris was 139, O'Neill 125. All the other numbers, um, Maris had a few more home runs. O'Neill definitely a higher average. Maris hit 265. On base, O'Neill was better. Slugging, Maris had him. OPS, Maris had him. And Maris was a great defensive outfielder. He was. He was a great defensive So, outfielder. I don't know. They're both two good players. I guess you could go 2A and 2B. But I, I would, yeah. I, I, I just, the more. I, and so, the one thing about war is I think it has something to do with how good the players were that you were being matched up against yes. during that time period. Yep. Um, so I think also that hurts O'Neill a little bit uh, as compared to Maris in the American League. American League during that time period just wasn't as, you know, except for the Yankees from the league standpoint, they just weren't as good as the National League. Oh, so, yeah, true. You know, so I think that there's a sum of that, but uh, I, they, I, I guess they're closer than what – I, I painted it to be, but I'm still going to go with O'Neill. All right. Your turn. Okay. Center field. Okay. Um, this is another one where, you know, I had this childhood favorite, but sure. I'm not going that way. I'm going to go, um, you know, this guy was the glue I would think of an outfield for a very long time from he was there when the Yankees sucked. He took a lot of crap as he grew up and then he became, you know, one of the core four, uh, Bernie Williams. And, yep. you know, 16 years with the Yankees batting average of 297. He hit 300 over 308 times, uh, 20 or more home runs, seven times, 90 or more RBI, seven times, eight times, a hundred plus runs scored. Uh, that those are fairly Amazing numbers. Yeah, he won a batting uh, title too, right? He, he did. And the yeah. year after that, he he had a higher batting average. I think he batted three forty five. The year after, he batted what three thirty nine when he won the batting title. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he was a a really, really, really good player. Not maybe not Hall of Fame, but really good. Um, OPS of eight fifty eight. Uh, on base percentage very high, which I was I was a little surprised by. Yeah, I don't remember. Bernie working yeah. a lot for whatever reason. Yeah. He, he clearly did. And, you know, his war 49.6 for his career, which is 3.1. Um, I think that was impacted a little bit by his early years where he just wasn't the same player. Yeah. He also was a, a I mean, he had 275 average in the playoffs. Uh, his, uh, his OPS in the playoffs was over 850, and that was the same. OPS that he had in the regular season and a 480 slugging in playoffs whereas the regular season was 477 so he's a clutch player too yep uh, yeah he I love him you know great player and uh, beautiful swing from the left hand side the and he had four gold gloves now he didn't have much of an arm but his athleticism allowed him to get to things that uh, you wouldn't expect him to do. Yeah. I remember one thing that was said about Bernie Williams in his career was that baseball did not come naturally to him. Right. That he had to be taught everything 
you know, uh, you know how to go back on a ball. Whereas other players, you know, they grow up from the time they're four years old and they, everything is natural. But with Bernie, he was just a, such a talented athlete that uh, he could be that good in baseball. And yeah, I think borderline MVP player. I mean, I think he's better than a, a bunch of players that are in the Hall of Fame. It'll be interesting to see when they get to, when he gets to like the, you know, the old committee, what do they call it now? I forget what they call it. Yeah, he used to call it the old timers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether or not he gets, I, I would think that he will get into the Hall of Fame at some point. Yeah, I, I hope so. All right. Your turn. Well, a distant second, but a really good player was Bobby Mercer. Right. You know, I played 13 years with the Yankees, um, hit 175 home runs with the Yankees, um, 278 average, 349 uh, on base percentage, um, OPS of 802, and OPS plus of 129, um, and a war with the Yankees of 27.7. The key to that is they traded him probably in his prime, right? Yep. And I think they traded him for Bobby Bonds. Straight up for Bobby Bonds. Straight up. And he went out to Candlestick Park, which at the time no one could hit in Candlestick Park. It's it's no you know, obviously it's no longer there. But it really really hurt his career. I mean if he had stayed with the Yankees and played how many years did he play total? Maybe twenty? Uh 18 to 20, I think. I don't have it in front of yeah, me. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he had to play with the Giants. Uh, did he go to the Cubs for a while also? He did. He liked playing for the Cubs. Yeah, he, that's a he smaller hated playing park. With the Giants. The yeah. Giants was pathetic, and uh, he just became a shell of himself, and then he came back to the Yankees for, you know, a cup of coffee at the end of his career. Uh, but that really hurt his career, whereas, you know, he might have been one of those – borderline Hall of Famers, you know, yep. if he had stayed with the Yankees. I love Bobby Mercer. He was a great player. I, it broke my heart. I think I might have cried yeah. when he got traded. I I was shattered by it because at the time he was my favorite player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was know. probably everybody in New York's favorite player at the time. He was he was great on a not a good team. Yeah, if you think about it, from uh, 65 to, like, we talked about before, before Nettles and Chambliss came and, and Munson and those guys came along. He was it. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. he was the best player on the team. Um, when the second best player is Ron Bloomberg or Jerry Kenny. <laughs> uh, or know, Gene Michael. <laughs> or, you know, uh, you know, interesting. Uh, I was mentioning earlier that um, the Bobby Richardson day was the f first game I ever went to. So I checked the... Uh, box score earlier just to get my brain straight about it and guess who was playing shortstop that day with and for the Yanks and Bobby Richardson was at second yep so playing short mm -hmm. Phil Lentz Bobby Mercer was playing Mercer that's day. right yeah. he came up as a shortstop and made so many errors they, they moved him <laughs> I think and he broke the, the record for errors didn't he I think so. <laughs> and, and I think the first base coaches of all the other teams were begging the Yankees to get him out of there because their lives were in danger. I, uh, that's true. I forgot about that. 
So, yeah, I think he's a great choice for, for a second. I, a lot of others. Uh, you know who I thought about? Who was really good for a couple of years, but I don't think he played for the Yankees long enough. Elliot Maddox had a couple of really, really yeah. good years. Yeah. Uh, the Shea yeah. Stadium years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I thought of him and then uh, Mick the Quick, Mickey Rivers. Yep. He was only in the Yankees only played... for three years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he – he had some good numbers, you know, batting average almost 300, 299 with the Yanks. Um, but I, I didn't think he played long enough to compare to Mercer or right. Bernie. I'm with you on that. Okay, your turn. My turn. Let's see. Who have we done? We have first base. We have catcher. All right, I'm going to do catcher. All right, that's a, this is a good one. Yes, it is. So... I'm going to go with Thurman Munson as my number one. Uh, he played, you know, not quite 11 years because he was, he was killed in his 11th year with the Yankees. Um, had a war of 46.1, OPS of plus 116, 292 lifetime batting average, 346. Uh, on base percentage, uh, OPS of 756. He was the MVP in 76, Rookie of the Year in 70. He was the top 10 in MVP voting three times, made the All-Star team seven times, and he had a defensive war of 11.9. He was a good defensive player, not a great arm, but a quick release. Mm -hmm. And he had a postseason batting average of 357. Um, so I just think that he was, he was the Yankees during that time. You know, when they brought Reggie on, it was still, I think it was still Munson's team. He was a Yankee. He was dirty. He, he you know, he was, he looked like pig pen after every game. <laughs> he just, he, he, I love the way he played um, baseball. You know, he just did it the right way. So my, that's who I picked. Yeah, I, I, he was my favorite player at that time. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can't argue with it. There are two other players during that time period who were, uh, I would have picked them once or two, but, but, um, Posada, obviously. Yeah. You know, 17 years with the Yankees, uh, batting average of 273, knocked in 80 runs or more eight times. I was shocked by that. Yeah. Actually. And 20 or more home runs eight times. Uh, he was another of the core for uh, on-base percentage of 374. His OPS was 848. So yeah. 100 points higher than Munson. He was yeah. legit. He was a legitimate power hitter, uh, legitimate, you know, five, six hitter in your lineup and consistent uh, and, you know, just, just a winner. Five times an all-star. His war was lower than Munson's uh, for the amount of time that he was he played. Right. You know, it was about two and a half a year was his um, average war. But uh, on most teams, he would be their catcher, you know, of their oh, yeah. catcher. Yeah, yeah he, he was my number two also. Um, and then my number three, very close to all of these guys, really. And, and when I first started doing the research, I thought he was going to be number one, but it would have been Elson Howard. Mm -hmm. So... 
you know, he was with the Yankees for 13 years. Um, he actually played a year with the, the Monarchs in the Negro League before he played for the Yankees. Um, he had an OPS plus of 107. He was an MVP in 63. He was a top 10 MVP three times. Um, the the thing that stuck out to me is I looked at, you know, how were they at throwing out runners? And I know that a lot of that has to do how to, how does the uh, pitchers hold on the, the runners, but mm. I, I, I'm, I think he threw out 48% of the runners, but I'm not, I'm not sure. About is that right? That. I might insane. be a little high on that, but I know that, Posada only threw out 28% of the runners and Munson threw out 44% of the runners. Like that's unheard of. It is in today's game, especially. Yeah. Nobody does that. You know, if you're in your thirties above, like if you're in the mid thirties, you're good. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, I think Elson Howard was a, was a great player. I mean, a lot of his years were early. Right. But you know, he had 168 home runs. In 13 years so he hit i don't know average of 13 home runs a year whatever it comes out to be and um he was a good player when one of the first um i think he was he had to be one of the first black players on the yankees i would imagine he was the first he was the first okay yeah mm-hmm. and um you know postseason he had 244 munson hit 357 posada hit 248 so I think Munson's the guy, and and oh, yeah. I agree yeah. with you. I'd pick Posada second and Howard third. Yeah, yeah, I, I, but I mean, all of them are are really good players, especially for their time too. Yeah, you know, it's difficult for somebody to look at Howard's numbers in today's because it's a different game uh, than it was now. And then also, he was a great athlete. He played the outfield. Yeah, and when when Yogi was catching in the late fifties. And, um, and then he moved to the primary catcher role. So here's a, here's a trivia question for you. The Yankees, um, I'm going to say it, it could have been 61, but I'm not exactly sure the year had three catchers that mm-hmm. all hit over 20 home runs. Mm-hmm. Can you name them? Yeah. Yogi Elston and Blanchard, Johnny Blanchard. That's right. And, and then uh, they traded Blanchard, I think, back to Kansas City Athletics, right? And I remember he cried when he when they traded him. <laughs> he was losing that World Series year. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that they, they, I think I'm not sure about Blanchard, but I think Howard and Bear would play left field at times. Yes, they would. Yep, they wanted to get the, all those bats in the game. I don't know how Johnny Blanchard got enough at bats. Maybe somebody was hurt. At some point, could be in the year, yeah, yeah, because he was a pinch hitter too. Yeah, um, but that that's that's a lot for the third string catcher. And they, you add up all their home runs, and it it uh, just barely matched what Maris hit and Mantle. I know it's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, that is year, of course, that uh, the American League expanded, so the pitching was was not you know great, but. Uh, still pretty impressive and maybe maybe the second greatest Yankee team of all time maybe third I mean you could argue maybe fourth you got the 27 you got the what the 30 was it the 36 the 98 yeah yeah 
So that's yeah. another that's that's a that's a discussion for another day. All right. Yeah. We've come to the last position. Yep. And it is my turn. You got it. Uh, I mean, I can't. I just can't go any other way. <laughs> I just couldn't live with myself if I didn't <laughs> pick Don Mattingly for crying out loud. Uh, and, and this isn't easy. It's not an easy choice, surprisingly, Yeah. Uh, with some of the other guys that are there. But you know, he's Donnie Baseball. And right. he was uh, my favorite Yankee at the time and continues to be my favorite Yankee. You named your son after him. So yeah. uh, I think we both kind of feel the same way about him. No question. He hurt his back when he was, what, 28, 29? Yeah, yeah. Um, went from being arguably, I don't, well, I'm arguably the best player in the majors from 1984 to 1986 to uh, being a, really a shell of, of who he was. Yeah. And um, But even then, you know, he had a 307 batting average 307 batting average he averaged 20 home runs a year he averaged 100 rbis a year 830 ops um and his on-base percentage 358 now a lot of that has to do with the fact that teams he played on uh early in his career were pretty good you know you had to winfield and ricky henderson on those teams so they were really good but the as you moved into the 90s the late 80s early 90s the team sucked so if if he wasn't hitting the ball he was swinging at pitches he wouldn't have swung at if he had um, some people around him. So I think his uh, on-base percentage is, is low because of for that reason. But nine gold gloves, uh, six-time All-Star, MVP, batting title, RBI leader, hits leader, double leader, OPS leader. I, you know. Ah. Yeah, I would just look those those four years in a row. He was in top seven in the MVP four years in a row. Yeah. Hit over 307 times. Yeah, he he would be my first choice, um, I think, easily, even though there there is three others to consider that were really good players. You know, I think uh, if you want to go, <laughs> go from an offensive standpoint, now this guy did DH for the Yanks a bit, mm-hmm. and he was not a good defensive first baseman he had actually a defensive war at negative nine and that's jason giambi mm-hmm. i mean you know he had 209 home runs had an ops plus of 143 an ops of 925 of course he was steroid guy right and, yep. and um an on base percentage of 404 that that's really impressive so yeah his, his on base percentage with the yankees and with the a's was was actually Nuts. Yeah. How much he was on base. Yeah. And then you got Tino and Teixeira. You know, yep. they're, they're both mm-hmm. really good players. Uh, Tino was better defensively than Teixeira, but, um, you know, um, OPS, Tino 831, Teixeira 822. Um, uh, Teixeira in eight years hit 206 home runs. Tino in seven hit 192. So, Pretty close. I mean, I, I would give the edge to Tino, but Teixeira was a good player also. And Tino also had to deal with being Don Mattingly's replacement. Oh, yeah. 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 And he struggled for a bit there. He did. He first came he did. over. Yeah. You know, it's the same with Didi and and, and uh, Jeter. Yeah. But, you know, testament to both of them and what how good a player they were. Um, yeah. So, 
well, there we go. So well, that took us through it. I knew listener Maureen and Jill. Um, <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were we were maybe Matt and Jack will listen to. Uh, we, yeah. um, we we were going to do the whole thing, but this this took us just about an hour. Positional players. So good news is we have we have more to come on. You know. Uh, with a DH manager and right-handed, left-handed starting pitchers, closer, setup man. So that, that'll be our, our next show. But let's quickly go through um, what we have here. So here's what I have. At first base, you chose uh, Jason Giambi. I chose Mattingly, and we both agreed that uh, Mattingly's a better player. Yes. So I'm right there. Right. Okay. At second base, let's see. Uh, you chose Robbie Cano because you went first, and I chose Willie Grantham. <laughs> so I was right went, there. Yeah, yes, you were right there. So that gave you good for you. Uh, at shortstop, you picked Bill. Uh, you picked uh, Didi. Yes. And I and uh, I picked Bucky Dent, and you were right there. I wouldn't disagree with you there. So you're. You're up two to one so far. This yep. game sucks. Uh, third base. Oh, here we go. Coming back hard. I have A-Rod. You have Greg Nettles. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, with A-Rod, you got to do an asterisk because of steroids. So, you know, I'm not even going to recognize that pick. Okay. Good for you. But I'm in charge, so I get to <laughs> – it's two to two. All right. Uh, left field. I picked Roy White. You picked Hideki Matsui. I'm I... – I... My heart still goes with Roy, but my head goes with Hideki Matsui. All right, so you're up three to two. Center field, I got Bernie. You have Mercer, very close. Heartbreaking, but Bernie's the man. Yep. Uh, right field, you pick Judge. That's a no-brainer. Can't even talk anymore about that. Uh, catcher, you went first. You picked Thurman, and uh, I got – so it looks like – you have what, what, what you, you got uh, Bill's got one, two, three, four, five, five. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, yep, five of the players you are better than you pick, four of the better players are better than I picked. The person who picked first got the better player every single That's time. That's right. So, so I think uh, it would have been a tie. Yes, I'm, I'm going to go with that. But, um, this was this was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed the research, actually, and then talking to you was fine. But uh... <laughs> uh, just tell Matt and Kevin I'm going to do it one more time, and I'll I'll see if you know I can talk you into doing another podcast with them. Because <laughs> some of the things you say about your brothers, it's just wrong. <laughs> Oh, boy, I'm going to have a lot to explain now. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, this is great. Uh, for all you listeners out there, well, Maureen and Jill, we can tell you, too, at dinner, that uh, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be getting another one of these out in the next week or so to, um, to go over the rest of the position. This is great, Bill. We'll hey, talk soon. Thanks for yep. asking me, Keith. This was uh, I love having you. All right. Thanks. Take care, right. everybody. Bye.